and we back at it again, guys. So this time, it's been confirmed. It's been period, like the youth would say, period. It ain't no cap. The episode that I had done with Mega Man, which is episode 117, Shipman 117, is very hard for you guys to find. And it's wild. I've been saying it over and over again that I know there was something going on with my whole my whole podcast in general and how it's fallen from so many views to X amount of listeners because it's harder and harder to find me. But thank you to Mega Man for helping the homie out and sharing it, you know what I mean? And making it aware to everybody that we dropped this joint. But with that said, today, because of this, I'm going to pop open this 2001 Bourbon County Stout. So if you guys don't know, Goose Island makes a Bourbon County Stout, which is aged in in bourbon barrels, which they are the ones that started this whole aging in the barrel game. Mm -hmm. So guys, tip your head out to them, but it is not the Mm -hmm. best. I'm not going to say it is not the best. The best one that I've had so far is the one I drank earlier today, which is made by beer. So they take barrels that were aged in Jamaican rum, and then... They also take bourbon barrels and then put it together, and it's like heaven, bro. Whoa, it's fucking heaven, bro. And that and it's crazy because that one is only um eight point six volume per alcohol, uh-huh. and then this one right here, it's damn. Where the hell is it? Where the hell is it volume by alcohol? Oh, fourteen. Oh shit! Okay. 14.9. Not bad. Not bad. I was kind of thinking maybe mm, I want to say 15 or 16. One of those two. And now that I got the good camera, y'all can see all this shit in high def, guys. Damn. Ice cold. Damn. That looks like a root beer. And on top of that, I also have a, a whiskey metal ball. So it also keeps my drink cold. So cold mug cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see one of those. Um that I gotta where you get the um, I wanna say Bethmo. Well, for us, I don't know if it's the equivalence of Marshalls. So we have Marshalls in New York. So I got mm-hmm. it in Marshalls and it came with a whiskey glass as well, which is dope, you know what I mean? Fuck yeah. So with that said, you see that little foam right there? This is natural that, foam. Look at that. That's a man, how's how's the smell? Yo, the smell. On the real? Yo, it's real, bro. It's, it's, it's literally a stout, bro. It's literally a stout. It has a very strong smell to it. It has the whole coffee bean, the whole barrel. But it's, it's it, like the kids would say nowadays, it's a vibe. It's a whole yeah. vibe. <laughs> With those type of stouts or anything, like usually, I there was a time I used to drink those stouts like year round. Usually like stouts are going to be for a certain time. But I would drink those year round, some that would be like 5% to maybe 18%. <clears throat> and a lot of people would be like, well, that's kind of weird. It's like stouts out of season. Like, but why you drink it every other day? Because that right there, if you're drinking stouts, like higher percentages, you get more immune to that, to that stronger taste smell. Or when, when you drink beers to the point when you're having sevens or six or maybe nine percents, 
you don't really feel it. It's like, well, oh, this is like a little pussy drink, you know, because you're so immune because you've been drinking uh, 11 and over, you know? Yeah. And also on top of that, guys, I'm not getting paid by either one. I also always stay hydrated after a good night of drinking. I always take this on it. So this right here is electrolytes and it keeps you hydrated. So the following morning when you wake up after a long night of drinking, depending, you could take one or two, but you're going to wake up. You're going to be like, what hangover be? <laughs> you made her laugh like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. What hangover, baby? What <laughs> hangover? But it's legit. That shit is legit. Hey, man. Hey, that they Aubrey Marcus, Joe Rogan, they they made on it. All that shit, man. So they had some good. We when I used to work at a grocery store, we used to carry a lot of that stuff. Their drinks, or vitamins and stuff. Uh, I think, oh man, I took some. They have some for sleeping. But I when I took some of those honest to go to sleep or just relax, man, I got these weird fucked up dreams. Oh, where? Yeah, they give you some weird dreams. Some of those audits. Um, um, well, I'll, I'll, if I can, I'll, when I see a picture of it, I'll, I'll send it to you because when you, I don't know if it's shrooms, mushrooms, or I think it was mushrooms or something, but uh, you would take those and, you know, when you go to sleep, man, you have some weird fucked up dreams. It's like, it, it, it's just, they, everyone talks about it. Damn, but, um, so on it, right? My first thing with on it was um the one everybody takes, which is the one for the brain, alpha brain. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. That's Yo, good. It takes a while to hit you guys. So everybody thinks alpha brain is like you're gonna feel it the first week. No, please give alpha brain a chance. Please take it two weeks, and about the third week, you're gonna start feeling something different. Mm-hmm. But it does work, and also they have a new one, which is black alpha brain so it was a little bit stronger from the reviews i seen i haven't taken it myself everybody says just stick with the classic one it does the same yeah. shit it's not much of a big difference and shit you're gonna notice the difference it is a little bit more but hey if it's gonna be the same shit i'll just continue taking alpha brain but i do recommend if you can guys take lion's mean also take um well i also eat it i also eat lion's mean so it's the mushroom so lion's mean is uh damn. Let me see if I could bring it up for you guys so you can see it. So now that I have anchor oh, and I'm man. able to go on Spotify, I can show you guys <laughs> all these oh, amazing all these amazing things that before I was not able to bring up. And it's amazing to share with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy, man. <laughs> I know, right? Happy Marcus, man. Happy man. That you can go work out. I mean, everything's all freaking healthy and all that stuff. I was like, God damn, man. Yeah, for being a chubby guy, trust me, guys. I'm always been on top of this shit. So here it is. Hold on. It's right here. So this right here, this Mm -hmm. is Lions Mane. This is how it looks. These are some of them joints that you could take along. And when I say this shit tastes good, like this officially tastes so good, guys. But it does help you in some type of way and stuff. So it has a real positive um effect on your body and shit. And also, this is where it gets tricky, right? 
because a lot of these mushrooms have a real, real good cure rate. So they could like help you cure certain certain diseases, right? But I'm not going to come out here and tell you what it is because being the fact that I could probably get censored, which I am already getting censored, mm-hmm. and we're going to get on that point. Yeah, we're going to get to that point. Just look it up. Believe it or not, I also take this other thing called... um. It's by host defense, and it's called host defense, and it's uh, community. I think it's called community defense or something along those lines. Yeah. But I've been taking that, and I've also been taking immunity boost yeah. by um, Universal, which is Animal Pack. If you guys ever heard of Animal Pack, it's like this little freaking bag of 11 pills, but they also have an immune booster. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you I've been taking that shit for over prior to the pandemic. And yo, I've been good, bro. Like I've been fighting shit. And yes, I do have the the hit. But oh yes, I do have the hit. And is 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 due to the fact that I wanted to travel. Yeah. And I and I wanted to do certain things. And... Hey, I was gonna ask you, Kimex Car, are you married or are you single? Nah. I got, I got, I got wifey. I thought you were single, doc. Nah, um, bro. Dude, we we knew each other for a while. I could have sworn I thought you were you were single. I Mm-mm. thought I trapped you. All right, all right. If people crazy. if people ask, I will tell you the truth. You know what I mean? No, I'm the reason gonna... why is the reason why I say that for because if if you know like if a lot of single men would do podcasts, but if you're married. You don't rarely do that because you know why? Because if podcast to us is our babies and we have a YB or anything, have maybe 50, 50, it could be 50, 50 where you have a wife or lady supports you what you do, or there's going to be another wife or a lady be like, yo, either you quit the, either it's me or the podcast and, and you pick that, like she'll just dump you, man. Like you, it's always about her. I All right. Hate so I'm going to touch on that right there. Since you brought Thank it up, you. You know, I'm not going to hide it. I am, and I wear it around my neck because at a point I used to be a nine, and now I wear a size twelve in a ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since you asked, I'm not gonna deny it because why should I deny? It? You know what I mean? It's like some people probably be like, ah, nah, be. But my other half is mad cool with this, bro. Really? Yo, if if it Damn. wasn't, I think I've said it probably in other episodes, and most people are new listeners. They have not known that, you know, but she was the one who was like, yo, if you want to do it, let's go get a mic and let's and start it. So I started off my phone and I was like, yo, honey, let's go. I, I was mic checking. And then one of my good homies, he was the engineer. So since he was an engineer, I was like, yo, bro, I need you to help me out with certain things. I want you to let me know what I could work on my sound. And then I had another homie who actually helped me out on how to lay out my podcast. So when you hear me, you're always going to hear a surround system. So if you hear me on headphones, if you hear me in your car, if you hear me on your speaker, even as a one-way speaker, you're always going to hear my quality is always going to be a surround sound. And shout out to your homies, bro. You know who you are. I know you are very, very secretive and what you've done, but these people, bro, I'm not even in the front. Like, 
they work with with, with high end heads, bro. Like I was like, what? Whoa. And some of them have been like, yo, your shit sounds. They don't sound bad. You know what I mean? There's certain things that like, yo, work here, work there. And especially with the camera, I got a lot of shit from people with the cameras. Like, yo. Check this out. So while there's a lot of people who have equipments like like microphones or equalizers and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. what I just do, and do the podcast sometimes, People and people think it's cheesy or like, oh, what the fuck? If I didn't have a microphone and all that in the beginning, I just have my iPhone. If you had Anchor, record, test it leave it on there and just we're just having a conversation like that and after that i was like okay i want to try something different i bought an ipad and i have and i bought a like a what was it a, one of those uh one of those microphones um uh, uh the, the the blue blue note or yeah. x blue i bought some about those and they sound pretty cool and stuff but i just wanted that sound so the homie viva mascal he has a a studio called East of the River Studio. And I've been doing the podcast there and the past I think three or four episodes, the quality is how I want it to be, like a good pitch sound. So if any of you or people are driving to work or this, whatever, I want to make it really, really good and very interesting. So because these guests that I'm gonna be start bringing on now when it come back from break, um, I really I really want to be on my A game. That's the homie you had on with Leo, right? In the last episode, that same quality, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 same quality. Yo, tip off my hat to you, bro. But this is another mic that I currently use right now when I do... Yo, I used to have that, the black this, one. This is the one I use with my co-host. So Manny, when he when I go to his crib and shit, this mic is not this mic. So this is the mic that I currently use, guys. Oh, wow. So this the the uh there is a big difference. So this mic right here only has one output, and it's wild because when I have to do recordings on two different mics, this is a one way. So it kind of sucks, man. So sometimes what I do, I try to lay both mics together, which is it's insane because when you see the mics recording the episodes on GarageBand. Mm-hmm. You would see both mics at the same time on one track. Yeah, I used to because everyone's when they come to podcast, they want to spend a lot of money to get good, really good quality sound. Like you can hear the voice really good, and like I get it. But to me, I used to care about sound, and what happened was when you care about the sound or what people think, it's gonna take you out of your way of asking the questions to your guests or just being having just focusing on him because you're worrying about the outside so now that i have a uh i do it uh, my podcast at a studio i know the homie underground legend hip-hop uh from ball highs viva Moscow at east of the river studio he is and we had that we talked for a couple hours this is how i want my podcast to be and the sounds like we'll do test mics and i'm gonna tell you something man but just for those three or four episodes that we just did Man, he, he was telling me, man, like, Megan, man, I'm just glad you came. You gave me a lot of these knowledge. And we're just trying to help each other out, you know, because he's kind of like in the beginning stages of podcasts. So I just want to just whatever knowledge I, I can have, you know, I just, you know, show people then and they can just make their lives more easier. 
That's your future engineer, bro. That could be your, the equivalence of um, what's his name? Jamie, bro. That could be your future Jamie, bro. We need like, well, yeah. I mean, that'd be nice, but we need we need someone to be our Jamie before because if you're doing like focus on the guests, you're asking the questions, you're looking shit up. It's like you're doing, you're, you're being like a multitasker. Of course, you you have to go get someone who's really like dedicated. Knowing the fact, like, hey, in the beginning, I'm not going to pay you. But when the thing gets bid, I'm going to start paying you. Like, you got to see who are really, really hardcore, like, people who, you know, can, you know, do your background stuff. But that's the thing, bro. We all have to understand that we all have to get to a certain place, right? So once we get to a certain place, we're going to be able to rise up ourselves, right? So mm -hmm. this comes in the whole, the whole situation we touch base about. Like in your situation, right? Not to get at anybody, guys. Please don't feel disrespected at any way. I'm just bringing that up because sometimes I think you might listen to this show because you want to know what my input is and what his input is on this situation, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, when, just just add, just say the question. When people bring out, I am the long, the best podcaster, right? In a certain community, in a certain county, in a certain district, right? <laughs> why not just play along with each other right and build that because just look at this right just look at this pure situation right where we were look at canelo and look at Messi, right just i'm just setting this as an example it's nothing crazy yep when canelo sparked that fire bro did you not see the mexican community be like yo that was disrespectful but that he's was gonna put up yeah Oh, yeah. You have to understand uh, yeah. something. When it comes down to soccer, right, football, whatever the hell you want to call it, is a whole different rule. And I'm going to put it into a place where most people understand. So if you're a football player, right, I'm talking about American football, NFL, college football, and the opposite team comes to the field and they walk to the middle where you're low. Yep. And they stomp that shit. And there's nobody on field that's mad disrespectful. Like, you don't understand. I know, just, I know exactly what you mean now. So, American exactly. football, we can't go up to the mid in our, uh, if we're in a home game and we're the, and we're the opposition, we're the, we're going there to, you know, play them. We can't just walk in field and be on some disrespectful shit and step. No, no. So when so, people say that Canelo overreacted, he didn't overreact. It's just part of being a fan. So let me tell you something about this whole thing about who's the best. You know, people can say, oh, I'm the best or I'm the best. You, you know, there's back. I, I hate to bring this up, but OK, I'm just I'm not, don't edit this shit out. So when it comes to our people. People, it's like podcast is like new to them. Like, oh my god! But they do not know the history of how podcast started because, I guess, in a way, if you look back when podcasts would be starting, you know, these are the early stages. You know, there's a podcaster who said some stuff and he got killed and other this, so they don't know the repercussions when you start because whatever you say in that mic, and for the whole world to hear, I mean, to listen or whatever. You just put a target on your back. So the thing is, I see it as is envy and jealousy and all that, because 
with my podcast in the beginning, I was bringing killers and savages, like waves of people who I was brung on, or I did guest appearances or whatever. And um, I guess when I parted ways with this uh, whole Latino group, yeah, I'm not going to mention that. There was a, the, the people who are on that group, uh, you knew probably know this, like there were some killers. And uh, to me, I just want to think outside the box. Everyone wants to be a little tribe here, whatever. And when I parted ways, when I started doing other guest appearances, I was getting more bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, I was everywhere. Just working hard, doing lives, doing guest appearances. My podcast, I was just like a, like a gun hole, just putting episodes internationally. And I think that's in a way where it, when I parted ways, I could tell, I could feel like I was getting uh, podcast awards here and there and all. But, you know, um, I don't know, man. Is this something where it's like, whatever, maybe because they envy and judge because I knew this person or this person or this and all that and the hate or or maybe because like when I post it, I have a big ego. But when I was nominated, you know, in March of, of this year from Socialist, you know, magazine, when I was nominated number two best podcast of all of LA, IE and OC put together, I was shocked because you had me at number two, you had Profile Pod at number four, then you had number nine, you had uh, top uh, 25 best podcasts about, about LA, Rodeo Radio. So when that book came out, when it came, when it came to our fucking people, the Latinas and the Latino podcast, when they saw that, bro, I got so many fucking DMs. Fuck you, you piece of shit. I'm better than you. Blah, blah. Like, I was getting that shit for like three months. Like, you ain't. I had people tagging me like, bro, I'm better podcast than this, whatever. But the thing is, it's like, wow. I thought in a way a lot of them were going to be like, applaud, like, hey, good job, bro it hurt my heart when they were like, fuck you ain't the best and pulled you down. And that's why I feel with, with West coast, we, we had a cool, we're cool. Then I think in a way I'll tell you off air, there was a, the episode I did with him. Um, there was some shit that he said that it changed everything about him. And to me, I can't be around that person no more. Um, there's some personal things like he needs to check on him because the stuff that I've been hearing from around social media and this, you're kind of lucky you kind of parted ways. Now, with the other dork uh, from over here, lives maybe like a couple what blocks away, you know, tacos and workout, you know. Uh, I don't I don't really dwell on him. That guy has a lot of alter egos. Um, you know, these gimmicks, he's a comedian, but I don't know what the fuck he is. Talks a lot of shit. He's a troll who'll be a troll on YouTube or call you and shit, you know. He just he's trying to do it as a as a fun for a gimmick. But this is the thing, and I want to say this, King Mexico. You and I were were audio back then when you before you did the video and all that. We're audio. With West Coast and Tacos and Workout, they do not understand the podcast scene because you know why? They're YouTubers. They're not podcasters. They're YouTubers. So if I have to break this thing down, I'm going to break them down piece by piece. If you put the thing on your banner, on your podcast that says best podcaster on Long Beach, you know, you just fucked yourself because now you put yourself on that pedestal 
and they're gonna people are gonna question you. Who have you brought on if you're the best podcaster in Long Beach? Did you bring on a mayor? Did you bring on a council person? Did you bring on this person? This, this? That's the thing. If you're the best podcaster, you should be interviewing small businesses, celebrities, I mean, everything, entrepreneurs, the people who kind of run real Long Beach. If he interviewed that, then, oh, yeah, he could be the best podcaster in Long Beach. But the only thing is he's a YouTuber. So if you're a YouTuber, you have pop all these videos and shit like that. Why is that all those videos not transferred to your audio? If he would transfer all that stuff to audio, then you know what? We wouldn't be having this conversation and say, you know what? Respects to West Coast. He's doing on audio and visual. But the only thing is, he only has like, what, 30 or 40 episodes. So how can you consider yourself the best podcaster? You know, who have you brought on? Like, look, who, the list of people that brought on. And the same thing with Talk is a Workout. Who have you brought on? No disrespect. I know you're on his show, Long Beach Carlos, Profile Pod. But again, who have you brought on? You might have a list of people here, whatever. I hear bumping gums of these people. Like, I'm better than him. Or I'm doing it to get a Mega Man skin. Yes, you are. Because the thing is, what you guys are doing, you're making me more hungrier to put more podcast episodes and bring in a lot of major people and do guest appearances and all that stuff. And when I post that, where I'm at, who I'm with and all that, I want you guys to look at it because you want to be like me. You wish you were like me. You wish you're the fucking best podcaster like me. You wish you had a bigger dick than me. None of all that shit. So in a way, you're wishing, you're wishing you can be me, but you're not. You're not number two best podcast of all of LA, IE, and OC put together. So that whole Long Beach banner, talk is a workout, West Coast graffiti, erase that shit because that shit's a gimmick. I'm the real motherfucking best podcaster on Long Beach. So there, fuck you. So that's to them. Hey, yo, my man went in. But like I said, guys, don't get mad. I'm letting my man speak his mind. And I told him beforehand, I am cool with tacos and workouts. And I, you could, you could, you know, let everybody know. I did tell you the offhand that I am cool with the homie, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to stop. I'm not one of them people because you beefing with so-and-so and you beef with so-and-so. I'm not cool with you. That's y'all beef. That's y'all beef. Y'all speak your mind and shit. If you want and to this come is on. Thing. And, and this is the thing. They want me to, to be a guest or here or... Oh, I like you because you know this person and this, whatever. That's the thing I fucking hate. Don't fuck, don't, don't love me or support me. Oh, because you know that person or this, whatever. There's a lot of people that I know with these people that I meet in my life, I put a lot of people in categories. So there might be some people that look at me like, oh, you know, that person shook hand. They don't know. We're just kind of like whatever, but we're not cool. They don't know, like, oh, we're cool or not, or this. And that's where a lot of cheese and drama starts and shit. And you start getting like, when you're a podcaster, you start knowing like who to bring on, who to bring not, or what kind of gossip you heard. Like, ooh, I didn't know about that, man. So it's kind of more like, it's got to be very careful of which type of people you bring on because that person might know that person and this and this. And I like, cool. But just touching on that, right? Mm hmm. Uh, 
I personally always been neutral, bro. Like I've had homies who have beef with each other and shit, and I'm yeah. still cool with both parties, right? Correct. And people always have respect that shit. Like, like yo, D, like how the fuck you do it, bro? Like I know I'm beefing with homie, you beefing with that homie, but you still cool with me. I'm like, bro, because I wasn't raised that way. Like that's y'all beef. That's between A and B. And like they say, I'm C, so I'm seeing my way out. <laughs> so it's, I don't. It's, yeah, to me, I, I get it, man. And I'll be honest with you, man. To me, I've been doing podcasts for almost five years. And when I started, I started in the lion's den. And a lot of people didn't think I was going to fucking keep doing this podcast. Still. I thought ever a lot of people think I was going to stop at fucking 19 or 18 episodes. Yo, let me and stop you right I'm, there. What's up? Yo. You need to bring the side date club back, bro. That shit was epic. Like, if you don't guys know, oh, the side big gang, bro. You see, I had listened to his shit from like one. So, so if y'all guys don't know, I'll if I'm if if, if I support you, I will go all the way into the archive. It was it was called the side dick army. Oh, nice. I know it was side dick, but that shit sounded so dope. No, bro. the side dick army. Hey, so whatever side dick or oh dude, it was like back then getting the podcast. Hey, this is a side dick army. Like you mu you're a savage, you're a motherfucker. If that girl had a stinky pussy, you just go fucking suck it up and eat that shit or or whatever. You just do crazy shit. Like you're fucking you're in the fucking front line, you fucking ramble and shit. Like and you and people who guys who had some crazy or stripper stories or this they're just do they're just having they're living life they would put hashtag side dick army and it all would be like fucking George Perez uh, uh, podcast army yeah, we would know each other be like oh shit what's up Mega man like whoa dude like yeah. Yo. And it's funny, bro. Like those episodes were hella hilarious because you had like guests and you also had a little crew going on and shit at that point and shit. Yeah. And man. and it's you know, it's entertaining as hell, right? But eventually, yeah. like you filter people out, you know what I mean? Like those episodes yeah. are still there and they're I'm pretty sure they're a staple yeah. in you. Like those are good fucking times, right? Yeah. Yo, check this out. I'm gonna send you a podcast episode. George Perez. I'm going to tell you. I listen to a lot of comedian podcasts, but this was was fucking raw. Hold up. Um, I'm going to look for it right now. But this, this when George Perez stories, and I, I haven't talked to him for a very long time. I know he does his thing. But uh, George Perez stories, his podcast is it's fucking raw, dog. It's raw. It's grunchy and all. But to be honest... He did an episode with uh, Jack Jr., the comedian, and Rene Garcia's. Hilarious. They're from they're, one's Mexican, the other one's Mexican, like Armenian and shit like that. Comedians, probably one of the best episodes. I heard it like five or six times. Felipe Esparza back then. He did the, the George Perez. Man, that was a good episode. But but that fucking episode with George Perez, I'm I'm going all the way down. I'm gonna find it. But uh, that Rene Garcia's and Jack Jr., funniest episode ever I ever heard in podcasts. Yeah, we all have those episodes. You know what I mean? It's epic. Like every episode single episode. 37. George Perez Stories, episode 37. 37. With Jack, 
37, Jack Jr., Rene Garcia. After this podcast, K-Mexico, I'm serious. It's only, the the episode's only one hour, like 59 minutes. But that 59 minutes was so hilarious because that episode was in 2017. Mm -hmm. So back then, a lot of the podcasts we were doing back then was fucking raw, dog. It wasn't how it is. It was like, it was kind of more like you're going over that line and shit like that. But at the same time, he's being honest, but it's funny. But you went through your fucking day. Hey, yo. You got to hear it. You, I'm telling you, you got it. Was, it's a good episode. So when it comes down to the whole Long Beach, bro, just let people know why did you go from Mega Man to the Long Beach? I know why you did. Like, I yeah, personally yeah. know why you did it, right? Mm-hmm. But let heads know why you did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, Capcom, Nintendo, you know, the copyrights is uh, Mega Man. So I been I got a couple of emails from uh, Nintendo, Capcom, and it's, it, another. Um, I'm not going to mention the this certain uh, corporation. Uh, they uh, they warned me if you keep doing this because, come on, let's be frank. If my podcast was small, I didn't have the numbers. They don't give a fuck. But if my podcast was getting bigger and had the numbers, they're going to keep an eye like, and you see all the hashtags. It's like, gee, that's kind of weird. Why is it all fucking Mega Man's podcast and not the not the video game Mega Man? So yeah. it was getting overflowed with the Mega Man's podcast more than the Mega Man. And so Nintendo and uh, Capcom and all that were worried that my hashtags was going to uh, diminish the, the video game. It's going to be mostly my face and not theirs. So that's why they wanted to sue me for $250,000. Hey, yo. And you said episode 37, bro? Sorry to go back. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the for for George Perez? Yeah. Uh, episode 37. It's... Yo, yo, yo podcast? No, no, no. Uh, George Perez stories. All right. Hold on. All right, cool. So then... Yeah. They wanted to sue you for $37,000. Oh, damn. You had Tony's Wizard, bro? Oh, which one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. 20, 28, bro. Bro, check it out. So that is the first time I I heard of Tony the Wizard. That Everything happened on George Perez stories. All these memories. You brought up a good memory because you're going to trip out on this. I was... I so, was just, so just to share this right here, this is what we're speaking about. This is where it started. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant George Perez. Tony A. the Wizard. He was my first celebrity guest to come on back then at the Mega Man's podcast. Look at the date. 2019. Damn, man. Not risk like what? Like two years ago? No, three years ago? Three years ago, bro. Yeah, but yeah. That was my first guest. He took a chance on me. And he and he he was just making a documentary, just doing his thing. And that was like, I'll say this: the Tony I know back back then, yeah. he, he had a heart. But I feel like now the Tony now, I don't know that Tony no more. I know the Tony when we were just uh, when I was starting the podcast, and I barely get to know because there's a resemblance. Um, the picture I took of Tony, he looks so young, and the, I have a picture of him recent. He's like very like the stress. The stress got to him. All that stuff, all that crap, it, it was a stress. So to me, 
it just sucks. But uh, I did another podcast episode. I don't know, somewhere in the hundreds, two hundreds. I don't know. So here's the thing, right? Since you just brought that up, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel when you went on Tony A. The Wizard on his show on YouTube. Yeah. And when you came on certain lives and you spoke about it and you were like, yo, you should really do um, audio and bring your podcast into an audio format. I agree with you on that, right? Same way that I have my channel on YouTube. And it's because the homie Eddie. So shout outs to Eddie. He's the one who's like, yo, bro, I drive my car and I like to listen to stuff on YouTube. And it's because of him I started doing videos, right? It was one listener. And I always said, I don't care if it's one person that looks at me on YouTube, right? One person. But for that one person, I did it for. And it's crazy because that same one person was going through some shit, bro. Like they went through some some mental illness stress, you know what I mean? And you always bring up mental illness in your podcast, right? Yeah. like, And how serious it is, right? It's no joke, man. And because of him, bro, even if he does or doesn't listen, it made me realize that if it's one person, two people, right, whatever the number is, it's not a high volume I get on YouTube, but I'm cool with it, bro. And you said it before on your podcast, even if it's that one person that listens to you, right, and you make their day and you make them smile and you make them forget about reality and shit. You know what I noticed? Yeah, you know what I noticed? Man, oh, sorry, I, sorry. His name is Freddie, bro. Sorry, not Eddie. Freddie. Yeah, man. I was I was trying to think when I had the Megan Man's podcast. I already knew I was going to change the, the the podcast name to the Lobby Social Experiment, um, just to get a new 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 relook and everything. Because I felt like the the Megan Man's podcast was confusing a lot of people. So when I changed the name, I wanted to go through like what is the experience, like experiment or this or whatever. I had a lot of ideas and a lot of uh, stories. But with the mental mental uh, mental awareness, I really wanted to focus that a lot, you know, because there's a lot of people um, in certain podcasts they do talk about it, but it's not where they they say it like in a very PG, but they don't know how of what we've been through and stuff like that. So it really depends on the inner city. It really depends if you if your parents died or this, like how were you brought up and all that. So they don't really get to the heart of it. But I feel like what, what I want to do is when I do talk about mental awareness, you know, I want to talk about that maybe something happened to me and I can relate with what that person's going through. It's like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. You know, just got to uplift ourselves. Okay. Mexico. I'll be honest with you. There's times I get stressed out. There's times like I didn't want to fucking be here. But sometimes I feel like, why would I go out like that and leave my kids behind? Or uh, you think people are going to see me as like how no disrespect to the, you know, the person, the Power Ranger uh, from battling through mental mental illness and he committed suicide. I don't want to go out like that. And they're going to put me as like he committed suicide because he had a mental illness. Yeah, that right there, bro. That shit is mad sad, bro. Like. It's Anybody who knows me growing up knows that I was huge Power Ranger fan. Like I was like balls deep to Green Ranger, bro. Like people were like, yo, like you really want to be the Green Ranger? I was like, yeah, like that motherfucker gangster be. Like, yeah. Is this it just, sucks, but you we have to take care of it. So any episodes that I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna 
do do my best with whatever knowledge I have and maybe help out a one or two or three or four people. Who knows? Because we don't know, Key Mexico. I wish we knew the people and see their names and the faces or their Instagrams of those people who are listening to your episode or my episode. Because I want to I want to be like, yo, thank you for taking the time for hearing our podcast. I it, I really really appreciate it, but. I don't know. I I completely agree with you on that side right there. Cause I always I'm always thankful, you know what I mean? And I'll fucking sound like broken record all the damn time and shit saying it. One, two, three, or hundred or a thousand people or more. But hey, at the end of the day, I listen to podcasts to dive myself out of reality sometimes and know what you're going through, right? And just always remember how the saying goes, right? Somebody has it out there far worse than you, right? Thank you. So what I'm going through, right? And when I first met you, right? I didn't and know much about you, right? I think we, I think I met you. Um, can you hear Can you hear me still? Yeah, I hear you, bro. Okay, I think I met you for the first time when, uh, was it a Flow for Rasa Stamp podcast at the time doing the lives? Probably. And, and I think in a way, I think... Now I remember, I think I was his first interview on his live or his second one. And that's when we started like, you know, following each other and shit. I think, yeah. So everything happened. We met because of flow. Yeah. But in general, bro, it's just like bugged the hell out, bro. Like there's so much shit going on. Right. So going back to with you. Right. So when I first met you, right. I remember that day. It was like, yo, if anybody wants me to be on their show or they want me to come on this shit, hit me up, right? So I called your bluff, right? <laughs> and that's how it started. I called your bluff and I hit you up and you replied. And I was like, yo, that shit is mad dope. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, let's talk. But then when we had that first conversation and you told me about your experience in life and where you were to where you're currently at, it paints a whole different perspective of my life and your life, right? Oh, wow. And how you were able to come, you overcame being that point in your life to where you're currently at, right? Sucks, man. A lot of people don't know that. People can say, oh, I was homeless. No, man. When you're homeless for almost like four and a half months and the time is going by slow and you don't know where to go, you're going to sleep at and stress, like, how am I going to, go to work with my kids and how am I going to hide my car from the repo and this, like, I mean so much, man, I'm telling you. And even though right now I'm on a little vacation looking for like a job here, I don't really stress over it because I'm like, I think it's in our blood. We're survivors. You know, when it's crunch time, we, for some kind of reason, we just step up and, you know, a lot of miracles happen, you know, and it just really depends, but I'm, I'll be okay. And with that said, bro, yeah, my and my sound cliche, my sound like, oh, you hype. Nah, bro. At the end of the day, when I get to know somebody, bro, and I'm cool with you and shit, I always have you in my prayers, bro. Oh. oh yeah. I'm not even gonna front. Like people be like, oh, do you jack you 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 it's lies, you cap. No, like I legit, like when your son was going through shit, bro. I may have not replied to your stories and shit, bro, because I don't know how to express myself in a way to come out to say that, because that shit is strong, bro. Just putting myself in your shoes, 
bro, when my son had a stroke and I had videotaped it live and his body just shut down, his, <coughs> excuse me, his face was like, he looked like a zombie and he, and his, his, uh, his body and everything was yeah. like all crunched up. It was like all stiff. And, uh, it was that to me, that day will forever haunt me and forever be in my memory because that was the day everything would change for me and my podcast and my surroundings and the people who, who are in my circle. So, yeah. So I didn't like hit you up right away, but I did hit you up eventually, bro. Cause I didn't know how to express that, bro. Like I didn't go through that. I don't know how to react to that shit, bro. Yeah. But Oh, oh, like 100%, bro, I did have you and your fams on prayers, bro. Even to this day, I'm like, yo, when I'm in prayers at night and shit, or whenever I just think about it, I'm like, yo, I hope my homie finds a job. You know what I mean? I'm going I'm to tell you this. When that stuff happened, uh, pretty much in a way... Um, hey, can you be quiet, please? Yeah, man, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I had to check. That's no, right, right, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's, it's organic. Well, this show is 100% organic, and you know it. <laughs> I know, man. I was like trying to talk. I, I had it. What were we talking about again? About you, me having you in your prayers and stuff. And oh, Okay, Leah. So check this out. Those two months alone, when my son had a stroke, let me tell you something. My job let me go. Because I called out a lot, and there was a person who made a complaint. But honestly, my attendance—I um, probably from those two months alone, I probably just worked like maybe, maybe two weeks of each month, and that was it. Calling out because of my son, taking care of him, and all. Um, you know, like my mom and my dad's relationship was kind of on the rocks. Yeah, I was like going through suicidal, depressed. Um, I was in a. I wasn't happy doing podcasts anymore. Um, um, the thing is, there was a lot of stuff going on with um, with uh, Tony the Wizard's podcast, uh, with Marvelous Inc. Uh, and American Cholos, the whole whatever uh, sides, you know, with that beef with uh, Marvelous Inc. and uh, American Cholo. You know, I, I was in the middle because I'm picking sides and this, whatever, and it just hurt. I was going through a lot, man, because people, I was getting bombarded with the fucking DMs, like, who are you fucking, are you a Cali Mac, or are you Rasad, and this? It's like, you know, or whatever differences was going on in, in another person's channel about, um, I'll call, I'm not even going to mention, some, some lady, but I was getting shit with that, so because I was sticking up for someone, um, Pretty much in a way, when that stuff was going on with Tony the Wizard, I was sticking up, I was sticking up for him. But with that other podcast who brought that person on, that girl, um, I already know it was going to cause problems. And uh, because of that, because I was affiliated uh, supporting Tony the Wizard and stuff like that, um, that person uh, made a complaint to my job, uh, made a lie or bogus whatever. And that person uh, got me fired from my job because I was supporting Tony the Wizard uh, from Miss. So to me, it's kind of messed up where there's a lot of people will stick up for you. But sometimes in a way, if, if I was sticking up for someone and I got screwed over and I lost my job or this, whatever, 
I'm going to tell that person, yo, motherfucker, like, I had your fucking back. I lost my fucking job and shit like that. Sticking up for your fucking, like, acquitted charges and shit like that. Where were you at? Hide away, dude. So, again, we said on this episode, I don't know the Tony now. I know the Tony, like, back then, which I like before all this crap happened. So, to me, I'll say this. If Tony's hearing, Tony A, the wizard, when I say how you said to me, we good. I mean, we are good. That means, in a way, we're done. So I don't want to have anything to, to do with Rodium Radio. The only thing is, like Norbit, you know, um, his son, we're all cool and all that stuff. Is this that because of that incident, me supporting a podcast and whatever that person was going through, and for that person not to support me back in this, whatever, that'll be the last time I support any other podcast. That changed everything. Uh, that's why I don't support no podcast because the thing is, this thing, for example, King Mexico, you're going through some stuff and I fucking supported you where no one, no one believed in you. And that's how I was like, hey, I got your back because you're my homie no matter what. Then all of a sudden, that person or this, whatever, didn't like you winning. Well, if I can't get King Mexico, I'm going to go get this person and get him fired from his job because he support that person, you know. Because, but that person was just sticking up for your podcast, you know, and that's the thing was like, man, you got some hardcore podcast people that they'll fucking fight for you and all that stuff. But what I realized for me being a podcaster, I can't fucking be supporting another podcaster because of all, because that's what happened. Because if I support that podcaster, what makes you think that podcaster is not going to support me? And I'm going to be honest with you, King Mexico, 70% of the time podcasters do not support other other podcasters that is insane bro that's it's it's fucked up but i'm just i'm just being 100 so because of that i don't support um american cholo's podcast you know he can have his episodes best of luck to him go get your money like how he says to people when he when he doesn't want to fuck with them boo boo he's a cool guy you know but i don't want to venture off on that channel because some cha- some episodes that they do i don't agree with and but that's just how he is. And with this certain other channels, I just won't mention because it's nothing but talking about negativity, being hypocrite. And certain certain those podcasters are talking about prison channels and the stuff that you, you you shouldn't be talking about. Well, you know, it's just some things that just needs not to be said. And they're playing with fire. Uh, hello. Didn't a lot of YouTubers or podcasters realize the situation happened with with Savage Studio? Like, come on. That was a wake-up call. Like, if you're a podcaster and you say your shit, it's game on. So you think in a way if those two other podcasters, West, best, West Coast, best podcaster on Long Beach and shit like that, you think in a way I'm going to be like, seeing, hey, what's up, cool? No, man. Because that time's going to come. That time's going to come. Like, yo, you said this shit. What's up, homie? You talk all that and this. You spray paint and all that. No, we're going to talk about like a man or what's up? Well, tacos and workouts, the same thing. But you know what? It it ain't going to happen. They can talk all bumping guns, but Long Beach is a small city to me. I've seen a lot. I see them a lot here. I know where they live. They work, all that stuff, everything. 
But the thing is, they could talk all that shit or whatever. Or they don't want to talk about it because it's gonna be some pro- it's gonna be some fucking problems. And you know why it's gonna be problems? Because a lot that podcast, those two podcasts, and me, we know we know we know everyone, and it sucks. Or it's like, well, fuck, it's gonna be competitive. There's people's gonna be tribal, picking sides. There's gonna be a distance. I already know there's a distance with a lot of people in my area that don't want me to be around because I know a lot of shit, man. But that's I know I know a lot of people's business and and I just see I when I see them, I see them different. I'm like, I'll be cool with you, but some I avoid speaking to them, talking to them, looking I don't want to be around them because I saw, and when I saw the facts, I was like, I can't fuck with you no more. So that's why I said, or like, I put certain people in categories. But that's why we got to be like this, bro. We got to be G.I. Joe Jose, bro. And bro, I'm a Mexican hero, bro. We, we just need a up. certain, we just need a certain Latino podcaster like fucking Jesus to fucking cleanse this fucking, this hatred beef with other Latino podcasters and fucking cleanse it and shit. Start over shit like a one world order. Like, hey. You know, you have to. You have so many people talking shit, you know, this, whatever. That has to be like in the movie The Warriors, the fucking Messiah and shit like Yo. that. And we dig it. Yo, bro, since you bring this up right now, right? So mind you guys, I'm already drunk like four beers and they all over 10%. So, oh, shit. So don't mind me. If I was to bring you, right? And one of the ops, or one of the competitors, or one of the people you just named. Pick would one. Be, would you be down, bro? Would you be down to just have a chit-chat? But I'm talking about, like, a real conversation. Oh, what is the beef about? Oh, why is there this animosity, right? And then come to a common ground. It's ego. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, whose dick's bigger? Or like I got, I got a YouTube channel, or I got I have more audios, or I got celebrities, or in this whatever. Who gives a fuck, dude? Fuck but your the, podcast. I want to talk about you. But I just want to know, but it be a common ground. I'm just. I can sit down and talk to him, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm like biting my tongue. You know. No, like, but my my honest. thing is right. If I was to set up a meeting, right, I would love to know what is it, right, and why can't we just like. Play in the middle ground, right? Like the homie who 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 does the whole the whole fight for for the Eloteros, and he goes out there and he does this. Hood Santa. Thing. Is it Hood Santa? And the other yeah, guy, yeah. I forgot his name. It starts with an E. That he he basically. The hoodie. Stands, uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. That he stands up for um any vendor that's getting attacked and stuff, right? Yeah. So I just want to know, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, we just need all to get along, bro. I know it's hard to say it, bro. Me being from the East Coast and talking to people in the West Coast, like, yo, bro, like that whole mentality. Like I'm I'm reading, I'm listening to this book, What Happened to You, right? In this an Oprah book, right? And she talks about, and the doctor she has on the book, they talking about how our upraising rate as a baby has an effect on us as a as an adult 
So let's say we wasn't hugged much, right? They didn't tell us I love you a lot. Our heart has a certain rhythm that it beats to, right? That calms mm -hmm. us down as a child. So if we're not held as a child, right? It has a certain effect on us as an adult. Oh, yeah. So I've posted multiple books that I've listened to, right? And I share these books with everyone just to be at a certain point where I'm starting to look at life. Oh, yeah. Okay. You as a father, right? I'm as a father, right? Mm -hmm. There's all these development books, right? That as, as a child, our parents probably didn't have the resources to look this up, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go deep right now. And I'm sorry, guys, if you think I'm being soft right now. But we all have a certain upbringing, right? Oh, yeah. Some of us have it worse than others, right? <laughs> you, you, you talked about yours. Fuck yeah, man. And I, I want to be honest, man. My childhood was not good. When you get mentally abused, emotionally, emotionally abused, uh, physically abused, sexually abused, you're just fucked, man. Like, my life was sometimes I'll have good moments. I have a lot of bad moments. And there's be moments like, man, I can't believe I saw that now it's going to be stuck with me forever and how are you going to move on from a lot of shit like that sometimes i wish and wonder it's like when i was little it's like man i would i would wanted to commit suicide you know what i why the reason i wanted to commit suicide for is so maybe i could be reincarnated we be reincarnated again into a different life or a different century and be with a, a family that cares about me and never neglects me and never beats me up or never touches me and, and that would fucking love me I wish that that's what I was tripping out, you know? Yeah. So this is the book I'm speaking about right now. What, what happened, happened to, you? to you? And it's about trauma, guys. And it brings <laughs> up a lot, a lot of facts that I speak to a, a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And it has to do with a lot of trauma that we all go through, right? And the yeah. way that we are raised and the way that we are brought up. And it has such a huge effect on us as an adult. The book is not giving you a solution. What the book is doing is just opening your eyes, opening your eyes to what happened to you and the effect it has on you as an adult. And it's fucking bugged out, bro. Like, it's fucking mind-blowing. And there's other books that I've read, and I think I should capture the moment and I shared it with you guys. But if you do follow the King Mexico pod, I mean King Mexico page on Instagram, I shared these books with you guys. The Danny Trejo book, bro, fucking brought up an incredible line, bro, that I shared with everybody. When Danny a Trejo said he had a certain amount of money in his pocket and he went to Skid Row and he gave this mother his last remaining dollars, bro. Because she needed more than him. And he was on Skid Row in a fucking Rolls Royce. Damn. And you never know what the situation, the person next to you. In New York, the next person to you on a train, on a bus, walking next to you, what they're going through and shit. You might see them fly as fuck. But you don't know what the fuck they're going through. Or what the fuck they're hiding. You know what? And just by you saying that, King Mexico, that's what I feel 
when I walk and I see a lot of celebrities, a lot of podcasters, a lot of everyone know who I am. And I can tell, like, what the fuck, man? Like, they would just say stuff like that, but they wouldn't even know what I'm going through. Like, like if there, if a lot of people were in my shoes and what I've been through all my life, people would be fucking, like, shell-shocked. It would be, like, kind of feel bad, but at the same time, he's alive still. He survived, you know? And a lot of people would be like, just leave him alone. He's been through a lot. It's almost like sometimes in a way with certain people that have been through a lot, you got to talk to them a certain way and you got to be very delicate because they're very intense. That's why with me, I'm very intense because everyone's coming at me. So I'm always going to be intense. I'm always going to be on the move, you know, and all that. But I can never relax, you know, and be happy and shit like that. Sometimes in a way, someone told me, you know what, Mega Man, I think you're cursed. It's like, what do you mean curse? I think you're cursed because of you doing podcasts. That's why in a way, sometimes you want that curse off. Stop doing podcasts. And you want to have all this fucking drama and this, whatever. Yo, I'm going to tell you one thing, bro. You're not cursed. I take that shit back. What you are is blessed because you're able to share your story with other humans, bro, to let them know what the hell you're going through, bro. No, no. I think in a way, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you for that. No, what he meant when he said I was cursed because he's seen my life, what I've been through, like everything, like you put it out there. Like a lot of podcasters are very private, but when I put my life out there and he's still doing podcasts, that's where a lot of people see my journey. And people were like, man, I'm going to tell you something. King Mexico straight up. A lot of people were really sad, like really just, they would, they had my back when I was with my, uh, with my ex lady who I have a son with. And uh, we did some podcast episodes and all, and everyone loved her and all that. But when the shit came out and stuff was said and proof and all that, a lot of people were just kind of like bummed out, like, man, because they never, a lot of people never see me so happy for like almost two years. But, but from some stuff, when it comes to social media or podcasts, jealousy and envy, it really fucked up my relationship, you know, with her. Because I wanted to end up being with her. I wanted to be with her and grow old with. But because of social media, my podcast, it it was done. It it was over. So social media podcast fucked up my relationship. That is insane. But at the same time, it's harsh to say it right. But at the same time, your journey, right? is a lesson to other people. Yeah. And don't ever take it as a negative thing, bro. It's always a a learning experience. And just in general, bro, just listening to all these books, I don't read them. I listen to them because if I was to read them, I'd probably fall asleep. (laughs) I do. I'm a listener. I'm a listener. I'm a listener. I'm not a reader. I can't physically do it because I've tried it multiple times, right? And my whole thing is fiction, biology, uh, biographies, and research. Like those are my like my main books, right? Like I'm always going towards that route. As a kid, I fucking enjoyed Catcher in the Rye. I was gonna wear a Catcher in the Rye T-shirt today for this episode, right? Just to touch on based on a lot of things. But it's um I don't know where the hell it is, and it's also probably gonna fit me like a sausage. <laughs> 
But that was my favorite brick growing up as a kid, right? And as I became older and I picked it up, I read it and I listened to it, I realized it was all bullshit. Like, I don't know how I was so intrigued as a child. So when people have all this negative effect on folks, right? And they want to bring up their past and then cancel them for the person they are today. That person is not the same person that was 15, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to explain to people. Like, you really need to understand the person that was 15, 20 years ago is not the same person that's sitting in front of you today. Oh, bro, I'm going to tell you something. When I started doing a podcast like five years ago, dude, I was an asshole. Yo, I sorry to interrupt you right there. So I listened to Mega Man from his first episode to the current person he's today, guys. He is not the same person. He has made an evolution. He's a whole different individual today that you that you're listening to, or you're probably watching on Spotify. Either mm-hmm. one. Two completely different people. And I hate this whole cancel culture, but at the same time, this cancel culture is gonna end with this generation. Because this uh-huh. youth, this youth that we currently living in, don't give a fuck about no cancel culture. Fuck no. They don't They're, know what the fuck cancel culture is. They don't all. give a fuck. Their social media, I'm going to tell you something. You scold them, they don't give a fuck. Like, oh, well, fuck that. They're going to change. Like, it's, hey, let's have a good time. Let's party. They're, because everything's on their phone. They don't know how to interact how we do, like, face to face. So, yeah. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a damn about at all. So the person that made me realize this shit, bro, was my homie Izzy, right? From um No Limit Inc. in Bay Ridge. Yeah. He's the one that opened up my eyes to the youth. He's like, pay attention, bro. When you're strolling and shit and you see these stories with the youth, with people under 20, like probably like 24, 25, right? Yeah, their outlook in life is completely different to this cold cancel shit. Like they don't give a fuck, bro. They do censor themselves and certain things and shit, and they won't cross the line. But in general, they bug the fuck out, b. And I started noticing that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a bunch of pussies, dude. Like all those motherfuckers, they want to talk all that fucking shit and all that when you. Put all those motherfuckers in the front lines of the war and they'll fucking be pussies. Well, that is another thing. When it comes down to the armed forces, and I'm yeah. huge, I'm huge on this shit, bro. Like I'm huge on being like military force, our freedom and shit, and America. America, right? Chuck Norris. Word. Like when you brought up that um movie you 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 was showing us the other day on your live and invasion shit. usa it was a whole different america back then right it was a united that's like it was it was it was usa versus uh the, the the communists soviets and shit so that's why you saw a lot of american soviets going around like nukes ronald reagan gorbachev then you had the uh, red china at the uh at the square yeah and, and this is oh where, yeah this is a, this, oh yeah and yeah. this is where we're at today, guys. Yeah. This is they don't give a fuck. MSNBC, guys, a Dude. reliable source. 
So protests against the hit locks down. So let's play a little bit so you can see what I'm talking about. So you see this? This is what's currently going on. Uh, it's impossible to overstate how unusual it is to see any kind of public protest, public opposition in China nowadays, let alone... Yeah, man. They're just trying to keep it, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean... authoritarian country. The Chinese government has cracked down incredibly hard. They've made it nearly impossible for activists to organize at any scale at all. But look, I mean, here the people are chanting and demanding freedom. Oh, shoot. The spark of it was about COVID lockdowns, but it's everything. In Shanghai, protesters there called for the uh, Chinese Communist Party to leave power, called for China's president to stand down. That's That's a sentiment that is almost literally unspeakable in China. In the capital, Beijing, protesters chanted freedom of the press to each other across a river, call and response, freedom of the press, freedom of the press. Wow. An unofficial symbol of the demonstrations has become so, yeah. a blank sheet, sheet Bro, of white paper. You, that's, you know, is this is a symbol of... So this is what's currently going on in China. This, it, dude, the, it's just a matter of time. It's so crazy. The in China, oh, man. Let me not say the country. The, the country of red is currently going to some shit. And their citizens are screaming for freedom. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you have a lot of these financial people that are huge in the pyramid. And you have government f- entities that are currently pushing the red country's agenda on us. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy time. So we're going to go into conspiracy time. So, so they're pushing the agenda towards the West. Meanwhile, you see the East is going against it and they're trying to overthrow that shit right so right now i'm i thank you for for this up i, I so right now this is what I'm, I'm assuming we're focusing more on europe so what's really going on with biden and the government what's up his sleeve why are we more so focused on europe and a, a, lo- a lot of us citizens a lot of us who know what's going on the red's coming you know the 70% or 65% of this country is owned by China. And, you know, we got to look out for that little, that little T word, little Taiwan, what's going on. And if China evades, then it's going to be another war with China. So we're going against Russia and China. It's World War Three right there and stuff. And also, we don't even have the fucking, the funds or money to go to, to go to war with another country like China. Like, they have Chinese bases all around fucking Canada and Mexico, testing up uh, Hawaii and shit. Their, you know, the South China Seas. I mean, fuck, we just don't have the money no more. You know, I mean, they, it, I don't know if you want to look this up. How much have we gave Ukraine? Thirteen billion, thirty-three, thirty-five, forty-six, eighty-four billion. Okay, they're getting all that money. What about why? go to war let's use that money to help our country be better and stuff like that but again eisenhower even talked about this or i think it was kenny don't quote me one of those two he said when i leave office the united states will be turned into a military industrial country 
that feed that that needs to feed off war from you know to get our revenues to come to make our prices and think cheap and all that. They're just taking the revenues from other countries to bring them over here. That would be cheap for us. Word. And with that said, I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. I'm gonna bring it up right now. Bring it. I, I searched it up on Google, and we're gonna share this and let you guys know. The U.S. This is the number four point five billion to support the war no. in Ukraine. No, 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 no. There's some. Oh, person- here's another one. Since January two thousand and twenty-one, the United States committed more than. billion in security. No, they were giving away 23, 13, 24, 84 billion. It's like $135 billion we gave to Ukraine for the war. So just think about all that money we're giving over. Nothing, this is nothing to do with us backing up Ukraine and their war against Russia, right? This is just Mm -hmm. fundings we're talking about, right? And mm-hmm. how we, us as American citizens need that funding as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going we're going into, into a depression, guys. Like we're going uh, into a fucking depression. It's gonna be look, hard for us. There's look so at many Amazon. fucking red flags, right? Amazon. Even Jeff, even Jeff Basil talked about it. Like, be ready, save your money and shit. I mean People are getting laid off, man. It's like, like it to me. I'm a survivor. I'll get a job. I ain't worried about it. But it's like, man, if there's a job that you don't want, but hey, you you got to do what you got to do because this is what we have to do. More jobs are being lost because hey, no one's buying anything. We're saving our money. The economy is all fucked up. You know, hello, Democrats. You fucked our country up. Let's go back to red. Yo, but in general, bro, it's not about red, it's not about blue, it's just where we're going to. Economy, man, economy, man. This was all. I'm gonna go deep dive conspiracy talk. Conspiracy, let's do it. So, this was already planned for like almost a year before the George Floyd. They had to figure out something the war, this, whatever. This is too much, you know, the Black Lives Matter, you know, is this all this crap? It's just, if this was all a setup. To get anything to do to get Trump out to go back, but the economy was good. Who was gonna go play hardball with fucking Putin and fucking the president of China? Trump was doing all that stuff. So I mean, what was the Democrats gonna do? Still be buddies, buddies with them because they're doing business? Let's talk about Ukraine for a second with Biden, Ukraine, and the cryptos of the the two founders and a billionaire that died. Now I think in a way the government is trying to do whatever they can to maybe maybe do some stuff to cut the fat off the meat so they can take over that and it could be a government thing. Yo, there's so much things playing this, bro. But when I currently look up Google and try to share their information of where we're heading to, it's hard to find. A lot of things are getting filtered. Just like like myself. Just like myself. You know, I noticed something uh, three days ago. I was trying to check up because Walt Disney's, uh, you know, try to look up is Walt Disney a pedophile or Walt Disney likes boys and girls and shit like that. 
or but the only thing is or walt disney with frozen because that whole story about the movie frozen at disney that's about walt disney you know because i think his his heads i think he's gonna come back i don't know what but it's some weird shit so pretty much in a way when you type up the word walt disney is this gonna say walt disney but you can't type in anything if he's a pedophile he's this whatever stuff because you know it's walt disney because if you, if you go to the really dark web and you really understand, there's pictures, uh, there's some graphic stuff that Walt Disney did. And a lot of people were assuming the reason why he made uh, Disneyland because it was an easy access to have sex with uh, with little kids and uh, boys and girls. And a lot of them, this is, I don't know if this is true or not. That's why in a way there's a lot of secret doors into Disneyland because sometimes in a way, It'll be an easy access for Walt Disney just to kidnap a kid and maybe just have sex with that that kid, whatever. Or rumors about MK Ultra and under Walt under Disneyland. There's a lot of crazy fucking shit. And even the Masons have a restaurant. I don't know. It's under Disneyland. I I don't know if you want to look this up, but in Disneyland is I don't know what's called. It's a restaurant, but you need a certain type of money in your account to go eat there. But a lot of the Masons are there, so. There's some there's some crazy shit going on in um in that whole thing with Disneyland and Walt Disney. That is bonkers, bro. I'm telling you, man, there's some deep ass shit, man. Yeah, all this conspiracy talk, and then we have more. So this is from Insider, Business Insider, and this is an article from 2021. Chinese middle class is starting to look a lot like America's, and that's not a good thing. We're in 2022, guys. And if you don't understand, if your middle class grows, right, that means the value of your currency goes up. Yeah. And our currency at this time, I it's spoke about low. It, is low. It's low. It's low. So our dollar, right, one American dollar has lost about 72%, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, we've lost the value of the dollar in this country and shit. Yeah. And yes, China's going through their shit right now, right? Yeah. But but at the same time, they're going through their revolution. What is so much more to everything? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so crazy. Much like more. is this? Yeah, that's why the economy is all fucked up. People are buying houses and these jobs, but it's like it's like they don't show you, but. It's going to, man, I'm telling you, like, if I have to work two jobs and this, and there's some other personal things, like, I got to do, it's like, it's crunch time because, you know, you can feel it. And, you know, my two boys and my other two kids, they depend on me with my income and all that stuff. So, you know, sometimes in a way, everything's riding. But when this economy hits, you know, um, with this whole great reset and, you know, a lot of people's jobs are going to be lost, you know. I'm going to be honest with you, man. You're going to see a lot of people that don't want to see you win or happy or don't, don't are going to hate your ass because you have a job, but they don't. And that is very true. And these are those times right now. And talking yeah. about the U.S. dollar, here we go. It's the dollars. Let's see what happens right here, guys. This is coming from CNN, a very reliable source. Hopefully we don't have no commercial. Yes, we do. So <laughs> let this commercial go by and then we listen to what they got to say. But there's so much in play. And 
the reason I'm bringing up all these videos is yeah, I don't want people to think I'm talking out my ass. Dollar mean for consumers. Strong U.S. dollar uh, can be a positive for consumers, especially because many consumers buy a significant portion of their goods from overseas. You can argue that a strong USD um, is something of an inflation fighter for consumers because they are seeing some costs coming down in terms of goods. The problem is for companies, and again, those companies that derive their revenue from outside the U.S., so if you're an Apple or IBM or Nike and you sell a whole bunch of stuff overseas, demand for those goods might be going down now. Yes, for sure. Oh, shit. Now, I think we can't paint um, the situation with a broad brush because there are some companies that are likely hey, to hey, Mexico, I got something to tell you too about, where, about Apple. Uh, there's less sensitivity to price changes. Um, and that tends to be strong brands, uh, unique products. But yes, in general, those big multinational companies um, will feel an impact. And is that why the stock market has been acting concerned about the strong dollar? Is it that hit to corporate profits? That's certainly one of the concerns. I mean, let's face it, we've got a lot of headwinds right now. So it's the strong dollar. And again, that is largely impacting the bigger companies, the ones with more foreign exposure. There's certainly some companies in the S&P 500 that only derive a smaller portion of revenues from outside the U.S. But it's also about tightening and the kind of rapidity that we're seeing. These um, rate hikes are coming fast and furious, and it's tightening financial conditions, and that is creating headwinds as well. So that right there, guys, is what's currently going on with our government. But at the same time, you see how they took the S&P, right? Yeah. It's strong. But I'm going to show you right now where the S&P is right now, guys. I'm going to share that map right now. And I'm going to show you. They're fucking clouding us with all this shit just so we don't get scared. Yeah. When you're done with that, I'm going to tell you what I learned. I don't know if you learned about something from the 9-11. So this is the S&P. Let's see a year ago where we were. This is where we were a year ago, right? And look where we're currently Damn. So we were at our highest point. It was 4,725. And our current day, we're at 3,957 and 80. And oh, sorry, 63 cents. So that's a huge chunk of change, guys. And the SP 500 is one of the safest stocks to put our money in i'm just telling you do your own research don't think where this is a whole conspiracy thing mm -hmm. and this is the reason i did tell my homie mega man i'm gonna start bringing up facts yeah Talk, i want you to look up something because no one really believed me and this is where the thing about fat check before 9 11 runsfeld was going to do a conference that I think I think like one million or two million trillion dollars were missing, and what happened was where they're the where they're going to investigate what happened to that one trillion dollars that was missing. Those buildings that they were going to go were in separate buildings of the trade center, and another building they were going to investigate. 
was by the Pentagon, the side where that plane crash. So all three plane crashes in certain areas, maybe in a way to stop that from happening about investigating what happened to that $1 trillion, then we went to war. Oof. I can't find That's shit. Brunsfeld, you could put like $1 trillion was missing before 9-11 or something like that. Hey, if you don't want to believe me, one trillion, huh? One, one trillion. trillion. One trillion. Yeah, I post. I have it on my reels. No one believes me. I have it. I have, I could post. I could put it as a pin. You see, up. Let's see if I have it. Oh yeah, I'll put it up right now. I'll take one pin off. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna put it. No one believes me. Go to the Long Beach Social Experiment podcast. Then I'm gonna put that episode he did with. Uh, Joe Rogan, he talked about it. Conspiracy. Right here. Can I, can I put the sound so you can hear it? Hold on, bro. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, so I'll put it. So maybe it looks more better. Watch. You probably don't know. It's going to blow your mind. Let's do it. The day before 9-11, the day before the attacks, Rumsfeld gave a press conference where he talked about trillions of dollars missing. The day. Then a plane slams into the very part of the building where they were doing the accounting, blows up half the fucking building of the Pentagon, blows up a wall. Trillion dollars. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like we should have had it. So like, we'll, keep, we'll keep looking. Oh, no. The spot where we looked just blew up. See? They, they knew they were going to be investigated. It was going to be a big thing because that if it's being investigated, it's going to probably expose the elite or maybe the president or anything. What was that money going to and stuff like that? So that's why a lot of speculations are saying that those planes hit those direct targets to stop the investigation and also half of the half of the Pentagon inside. Crazy. Now, that's a conspiracy right there. Oof. So just with that said right there, bro, I'm, a, I'm just going to show the image, but I'm not going to play it. Due to the fact it's coming from right here. Do you see this? What it says? You see where it's coming from, right? I'm telling you, fat check you right here, baby. Look and at right that. Coming in. Two, oh, 2.3 trillion. I thought it was like a trillion. There's it comes. And you see the date. Fuck. That so, plane did it on purpose to hit that certain Pentagon. So if you're, you're looking at us at Spotify, just know, and I did not say the name. I'm not going to say it because Spotify does have a clause that it tells you um, be aware of what you're sharing and shit now. So oh, wow. just to let you nice guys know. And just to touch base on that, YouTube is doing something to my show. Yeah, and we talked about it, and I let you know. And I, you know what? Um for some kind of reason, uh, today, I was curious because I was like thinking like, I would go back and hear your episodes. And it's like, okay, why is it only has three views? Okay. I'm promoting hard or this, whatever. It's like, I see the numbers I'm getting, like there's one for a thousand views or here, whatever, but I'm not just seeing the numbers. So what I did is I shut off both my phones and put it back on to reset it. So make sure. So I started first with my iPad 
and I went to YouTube. I updated the YouTube and everything. And to me, that's when um, I couldn't find your King Mexico's podcast. It would say all these episodes. It's like, I can't find it. Because usually, if you're going to have a King Mexico's podcast, your emblem like this, subscribers, it would tell you right there. It would just pop up. Boom. I could just click on that and subscribe. I had to go to to one of your your, your past guests. I think it was MC Wicks. And you had him on and I had to click on that one just to get to your podcast page, just to, you know, hear my episode and stuff like that. So whatever you brought on or guest or whatever, you, they must have not like fucking like you, dude, because they really hid from you from like people cannot find your YouTube. Yo, that is insane. You're not the first one to tell me that. Yeah, man. I'm just this, yeah. This is the episode, and this is the reason. Yeah, yeah that's because, the one. Yeah, that's the one. And this is the reason. But yeah, if you if you put it like this, guys, and this is what you got. Yeah, they, they go. They 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 fucked you up, man. Yeah, so, they messed you up. And the oh, only that's reason, a, bro, go back, go back, go back, go back. You put swamp stories. Did you do you watch? Uh, have you ever heard of swamp stories? No. Go type in S W A M P stories, bro. You're gonna love me for this. Hold on. So if you put this, yeah, then you find me, but not most recent. See, like though I see, I couldn't find that right there. It's just I don't know, man. They just oh. But this is my page. This is my page right now. See, see, I put my I put King Mexico, but I put it separate. I didn't put it together. But let's see if I put it separate, right? Let's see if yeah, I yeah, because I put King Mexico's podcast in separate. I, see, see? But this see? is my page. If you look over here, you'll see my name on this side. Yeah, right I'm tripped out because sometimes in a way with podcasters they separate it, but but yours is like together. Sometimes I think like it's separate, but, but it's like together, King Mexico. But I did do it both ways, and I didn't show up on somebody's phone. Mm. So, but I did look myself up, and I couldn't find myself at all. Yeah, I man. To literally search myself, and then <laughs> pop up, and then I had to go onto Wax when I had MC Wax on my show, and then I was able to find our episode on video. So uh, you would have to go on my channel, videos, and then you'll find me. Yeah, man. See, when I see that as like fifteen views, okay, but it's just to me, I just got to keep on promoting whatever. But I was gonna do a real where to find it because yeah, because I yeah, they shadow ban you on it on YouTube. So I just wanna try to make it more easier because I had a couple of people DM me like I can't find uh, your episode with Kimesco. So um because these a lot of them they want to watch it on YouTube. But I and tell them like I watch it on YouTube on videos, like, well just go to Spotify. Like, why don't I have Spotify? Well, subscribe to it. You can watch it on Spotify. There's an audio version or you can watch the video version. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Cause a lot of people go to YouTube, they don't really go to spotify that much so i don't even know what's going on but yeah thank you for bringing that up bro and yeah hey, we just we, we had we, a touch quiz based on this right here because i'm yeah like, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember like back then on when we had anchor because i'm gonna get off anchor i'm gonna look for another whatever anchor would tell you like how many listens you have but it would tell you oh this person these people were listening on apple Podcasts. these people were listening on rodeo like 80 people were listening to on Spotify or two people were watching the podcast on, on two Apple desktops, like yeah. laptops. 
Like shit, like I want to see that. I'm with you on that. But with that said, bro, let me just go do something real quick and I'll be right mm-hmm. back. If you want to entertain everybody, let them know one of your amazing stories and shit. Okay, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Handle, handle it. So right now, everyone, people are always asking me, make a man. What type of craft beer are you drinking for this episode? So if you're if any of you East Coast, you ever come to California, go to San Francisco. And this beer right here is from the brewery in San Francisco called Anchor Steam. Anchor Steam is probably one of the oldest breweries of all of California. I mean the oldest, oldest. I think it was like 200 years. But or maybe 185. Which one of those? But it's the oldest brewery of of all of California, and the beers they have are so delicious. They have a holiday beer, um, pretty much in a way. I like the the California Lager. You got the regular one. You got the Anchor Steam one. I mean, there's some good, delicious beers. But uh, that's the beer choice. I highly recommend it. What is the percentage on this? Oh. No wonder I'm a little buzz. It's a 7.2. So we got that the hoppy. You got that holiday flavor beer, but it's very, very hoppy. And in the end, you can kind of feel it. Like you can get a little buzz, but uh it's it's pretty good, guys. It's really, really good. And this other beer I had I had a I was drinking a, 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 a communist beer. It's from Paperback Brewery in Glendale, uh, California. It's over there by North Hollywood. Drinking like a communist beer by uh, communist puddles from Connecticut. You know, Putin. <laughs> but yeah, man. But yeah, bro. Here's the beers. I even have one of these joints, bro. And that's how much I use the name. <laughs> it is you versus everyone. Oh, Oh, bro! You know I want to reach out to to maybe maybe do a live IG like on it on maybe to get him on the podcast. Uh-huh. He just wanted this to uh, Gordon Ryan. Look him up. He just won like the pursuit. I think it was like the no grappling, no was it grappling jiu-jitsu, something like championships. Like Gordon Ryan, dude, from the the Death Squad. Was that? Don was a Donahers uh, team. They're over there in New York with Renzo Gracie in New Ryan? York. Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan. Yeah, Gordon Ryan Jiu-Jitsu. Ooh, hold on, bro. He just won the championship like this, like a couple months ago. He's like the best Jiu-Jitsu person hands down right now. A lot of people were thinking like this guy is so good, like he's so smart white kid, you know, just grappling and all that, it would be awesome. It would be an awesome dream for him to grapple or do jiu-jitsu with, uh, if, well, he's old now, but, like, with Ricks and Gracie. Oh, he was where? like, oh, fuck yeah, man. That would be the fucking, that would be the dream of the century. Like, Ricks and Gracie versus fucking Gordon Ryan. Yeesh. That's like the white version of fucking Ricks and Gracie. Gordon Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gordon Ryan, Jiu-Jitsu, grappling. He he's gonna he's gonna pop up. Yeah. 
He's a big yeah. dude. White hair, American guy. Yeah, he's an American. Yeah, Gordon Ryan, uh, American submission grappler. Yeah, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Considered one of the greatest no-gi grapplers of all time due to his accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. Five-time AD. You trying to have him on, bro? I want to get him on my podcast. He's right um, Yeah. Yeah. But that one, that one, that one, that was the one. It, it shocked the world right there. That was the greatest grappling match. Bro. Yeah. He was considered... He was right there when he beat that guy. He was the greatest of all time. Where? He choked. Yeah, because he choked him out. Yo, you being in the West Coast, right? I'm gonna tell you this, bro. When you have a handling and able to do jujitsu, bro, like hands yeah. down, bro. Do yourself a favor and hit the mat, bro, with somebody. It oh would, yeah. It would. It would definitely. Definitely, Eight. definitely, hundred percent, bro. Yeah, you see um, it different. This right here was was the biggest. This video is 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 viral, like really, because a lot of people don't know this. Who's on right now watching this podcast or watching this uh, here in this video audio? Uh, yeah. Gordon Ryan and that guy he had beef with. They had really was beef. If you type in Gordon Ryan slaps uh, Andre or something like that. Like he he bitch slapped him like three times, and it, it, it dude he got so he because he was dude he's cocky he could back up his shit and he was getting bombarded with like like people just talking shit to him trolls and shit I can fucking oh yeah 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 but we gotta so, see where the but so guys, no it's not this one yeah I think it's this one but it, it, this was like recent but it was going. Mm, Click on this. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. year ago. So yeah, if you're yeah. watching us on Spotify, don't forget. Yeah. Go look at the video. Yeah. You'll see us watching the but, video okay, at the yeah. same time. So right here, so be, it's, it's it's before this, you know, and uh, they go in the hallway in the dark, and he, he bitched at them three times, and this is where he walked in because he had to do an interview and shit, yeah. and the guy, oh, Eddie Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, talking about conspiracies, fucking Eddie Bravo, bro. <laughs> Conspiracy this compete. Oh, right here. Oh, yeah, yeah, right here, right here. Ooh. Let's watch that again. Watch, watch. Well, let's watch and that he, again. And check this out. He kept on walking and he stopped. Let's watch him again. that again. Let's watch Ooh. that again. <laughs> Get the fucking stopped and bitch slap. <laughs> let's watch that again. Boom. <laughs> All right. Dude, I gotta, rela I gotta relax. Fucking, bro, I gotta that shit relax. Had fucking hour, dude. Yo, I can't wait. Damn, bro. I don't even know how I'm going to be able to crop that. I'm going to have to look at my laptop, put my camera, and then capture the moment we're talking about this right now, bro. Yo, but you see how much more fun it is able to share video and, like, show people what the hell we're talking about? Yeah, man. All those fucking fact checkers. Like, I don't fucking believe you. Like, this episode is going to be so fucking dope. It's going to be amazing because now you're going to yeah, be able to maybe, watch maybe. what we're talking about. Yeah. Maybe in the part three, I'll show you where the website you can see me getting fucking some girl. <laughs> Does that qualify me winning? <laughs> I don't want you to get in trouble. I'm not gonna get in trouble, bro. I'm gonna go to um. I might have to um switch over back to Red Circle, bro. Because when I was on what? Red Circle, yeah, when I was on Red Circle, I was able to 
to have my videos uploaded on Instagram. I mean, on Apple, hey, Apple Podcasts with no problem. Hey, I was going to tell you, you know, there's a lot of websites to like, like, uh, not like websites, but like there's like a dictionary of like porn. Like if it's like, uh, uh, like, I don't know, X videos or X hamsters or Pornhub and shit like that. Yeah. To be honest, I, this, the greatest dictionary of porn to like really like find your good porn where you can jack off or turn on whatever your fetish. Like Pornhub, that's like, okay, if you want to make money and shit like that. But if you really want to find some like some freaky fucking porn shit, look look it up King Mexico right now. Lobster tube. Lob like you know, Looking like the lobster. Yeah, lobster tube. T-U-B-E. B as a boy. Bro. Hey, yo. It has, it has it in categories <laughs> of like whatever sex, like, you know. All right. Like, so here it goes, guys. You ready, guys? You ready? If you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching, I'm going for it. Here it is. This is what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Lobster. Yo, Red Lobster, if you're watching us, hit me up. Sponsorship. <laughs> Ayo, Ayo. <laughs> I'm not going to enter, but I'll Hell enter no. later. Bro, I'm going to tell you something. When you're a... When, when, if there comes a time, fellas, I and mean, let's be honest, y'all jack off. There comes a time, we're like, bro, man. Yo, I, I'm going to give my shit. I'm going to go to Lobster Tube. You pick up a category, I guarantee... You will find a bomb ass video, maybe on the second or third page. The reason why there's like almost like ten thousand pages of porn and shit. So yeah. pretty much away. If you find that one point, like bro, I just found it on the second page. I'm gonna jack up. Good, thank you, Lobster. Yo, once we're done off of this shit, bro, I have to show you some shit, bro. You'll be amazed, bro. This is back in the day shit, but we'll talk about that shit off air because I don't want to get canceled. Bad enough, I'm already shadowed. I'm shadow banned on Apple Podcasts, so guys, I'm not bullshitting. Try to look me up on Apple Podcasts. The last episode is with Mr. Well-Known, and I've had about, but this one dropping is four. No, this will be the fifth episode, and none of them have been uploaded, my most recent. And I haven't bugged out. I haven't talked about no crazy shit. YouTube also doing it. But... Props yeah. to every other podcast, major podcast platform that's still showing my shit. Thank you guys. I I, I gladly appreciate you still sharing Ooh. my most 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 recent shit. Are we almost done with this? Are we almost done? Or are we still going to keep on going? Because I have a lot more. Or because I got something to say. Because I but... go for it, bro. Before no, we... no, 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 you speak first, and I'll say my end. Nah, nah, I just want to say thank you to everybody who keeps listening and shit and still look for me and shit, you know what I mean? And if I see your shit and I share your shit, just know it's straight love. Like, I don't need to get no kickback. It's mm -hmm. just because I enjoy your your work and who you are as an individual. And I'll continue sharing your shit even if you don't want to come on my show at the end of the day. Because yeah. I, I appreciate what you're doing. I have my respect. Yeah. Go for it, bro. I feel for us being podcasters, a lot of people don't know that we put our reputation on the line every day of what we say, 
what we post and what episode that we put or what we agree with. You know, you can get threats, you can get canceled, your 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 image, your legacy is on the line every day when you post, or even with podcasts and stuff like that. There's a lot of podcasters that I know I won't mention. They talk a big game, but they're they're they will not make that sacrifice to be there for the fucking people. I, I guarantee that. Because if you're really hardcore and little by little we're losing our freedom of speech. And even with these social media and these uh other platforms and stuff, they're not letting us speak our minds. At least in a way for us, we are in the fucking front lines, you know, saying what we have to say. So a lot of you weak fucks can be like, oh, happy and so live your lives. But we're getting the message across. But the other podcasters who pretend to get the message across, but they care about their legacy, they're a bunch of fucking bitches. I agree that on good. that shit right there. Look at this Yeti, bro. Look at this Yeti. In Mexico, I'm telling you. You put your you put your podcast on the line. I put my podcast. There's certain ones they put the podcast on the line because we're we're just we're gonna put push out the message. It might be like, hey, it could be facts, or you could do your own research. But who else is gonna teach us that? You know, we gotta we gotta open up a lot of our people's eyes of what's going on. So yeah, we're on the front lines. We're putting our image on the line every day. How come a lot of other podcasters can't do the same? They're fucking scared. Yep. I completely agree. You want to be the best podcaster on Long Beach? Put your put your life out there, like on the line. You're a podcaster. Knowing the fact, like, bro, whatever I say tomorrow, I can get fucking killed. But you know what? At least I did it for the fucking people. I spec, I stuck up for myself. Hey, yo. My man just went there. Huh? My man just went there. Do, 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 Boom, boom. <laughs> Yo. But. You know we're going to have a part three. Of course. We it's know, not like, even a part three. There's like more like a part six. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of parts, you know, because, you know, that's the thing. When you, you can't find put, that. You can't put us together. You can't put us <laughs> together. Because nah. at the end of the day, when I listen to the... I never listen to my show. Never. Never, yeah. ever, ever, never you listen know, to my shit. The only... I told them the last time, the only time I've listened to my shit and edited my shit was in Brujo's podcast is because I went in. And if you listen to that episode, guys, you would understand what I'm talking about because I went fucking balls deep. But it's because I believe in it. And I believe... Even now, I'm going to tell you guys, I believe in the freedom of speech. I believe in our constitution and the reason our parents migrated to America was for a better life. Hey, you want to like know a my- whole bunch of other immigrants, bro. So check this out. So if we ever have a round table when it comes to podcasts, do you know the four people I want to have a conversation as a round table? Let's go. You want to know who? Who? Mega Man, King Mexico, Flo, uh, and Ease On. Bro. Come on, dude. Having all four of us have a roundtable conversation, you and I, Flo has this thing, Ease On. Bro, that would be the most sickest roundtable podcast conversation. Straight up. No fucks given. We say our shit. Fuck it, dude. And at the end of the day, 
I respect you and I respect everybody you just said. Because at the end of the day, we're all looking at both sides. We're not just looking at one side. We look yeah. at both and then come to our own conclusion at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's the thing. Look at there's a Bro. whole bunch of fucking podcasts coming up. But I'm telling you, when it comes to the West Coast, like, bro, we're savages, man. Like, you're a savage. He's on. Flo, I mean, I mean, we're fucking savages. A lot of podcasters, I'm sorry to say, if you're not from the West Coast and you just seen us, man, we're, we're a different breed. You're different. You To me, King Mexico, I'm going to say this. You're my homie. I fucking love you. I consider you like my homie from the West Coast, but you got that East Coast love. Like, fuck it. I'm an MC Hammer, but fuck it. You third base and shit. I turned this cactus motherfucker out. <laughs> third base? I'm third base? I like that, bro. You know No, because you have the East Coast thing. It's like, you know, like, you bring that swing and shit like that, this, you know? This is not the first time I've been called third base, bro. Shut up. I, ha- I had a shorty we used to work with that called me third base. It's like, yo, you know, you look like third base, right? MC Search from third base. I didn't he know was... how to take it like a compliment or oh. like an insult. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to tell you something about that third base, that rap group. A lot of people don't know that rap group has a lot of history. Third base with MC Search. Yo, <laughs> there was a $50,000 hit on him from MC Hammer's crew and shit. Really? You know? Oh, and Beverly, oh, look it up on Black TV, MC Search, uh, Hammer, uh, Hitman. They were going to kill him in Beverly Hills, you what? know, because because back then, if you disrespected MC Hammer, talked about his mom and this, bro, you don't do that. If you're from Oakland, you don't disrespect family people. When he did the video or whatever called Turn This Cactus Mother Out. Yeah. He had that East Coast just talking jab, but for us West Coast, we took it seriously. So they're making fun of, you know, MC Hammer and turn his Kathy's mother out, like would make disrespect to his mom. Really? But MC Hammer was so pissed off that he called Death Chat, yo, who the fuck's this man? You know, like work out a run. This is before internet. So all this shit was happening. They got to a beef. I guess Dirt Base, MC Search did a radio show over here in the Barrier. Yeah, and we say, hey, we got this caller. He's been waiting for hours just to talk to you. He's like, who? And when he said he picked it up, it was it was MC Hammer. Say, hey man, I don't like that video that you did. I don't like you disrespecting my mom and this, whatever and shit like that. Don't do that. We don't do that over here. Or I guess the way MC Search disrespected him to the point, like, yeah, M- MC Search put it. Oh. Yeah, All right, so let's play this right now. This is coming from DJ Vlad. No, you got to go to, I think, well, you go to Vlad's version, Vlad TV. I was at the time I was living in the Bay. Yeah, 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 that's it. was one of our heroes in the Bay, you know, because, I mean, the world knew him for Can't Touch This. Let me get on the bear. You know, the hip-hop kids were fans before that, you know, um, Turn This Mother Out and, you know, and so forth. What was it about MC Hammer that made you guys actually diss him in one of your singles like that so publicly? Well, for me, there was something private and then there was something public. So private, um, early on in my career, I was a valet and I used to do things for Houdini. I would write a lyric here and there, like I would help them with, you know, carrying their stuff, steaming their clothes. Like, you know, I was basically a roadie for Houdini. Um, I went out 
with them on a trip to the Bay Area. And people were talking about this guy, MC Hammer, MC Hammer, MC Hammer. And um, I heard he was a really good dancer. And I was really, you know, I prided myself on being a really good dancer as well. Like I could jump through my leg and all of that. So I get out to the Bay Area and people were telling me about this kid who worked for the Oakland A's, who was a, a ball boy who was selling records out of his trunk. Look at Key Mexico's face. The two short, you know, kind of career path. We were at this event, this basketball event, and Hammer pulls it's off. Key kind of People like giving him Damn right. And um, I just rolled up on him and I was like, it's yo, good. I heard, hey, you know, I said, yo, my name's Serge, I heard you're a good dancer. Just play it, dog. That's, you know, New York mentality. Figuring that that translated anywhere. And he looks at me, he's like, oh, fuck you. And he grabs off. <laughs> okay, whatever. So in the memory bank, goes in the memory bank, you know, whatever. Fast forward. And Hammer disses Run DMC and says that he wasn't hitting in New York. His video is dissing running them. And Joey and Jay, may he rest in peace. Yo, that shit really bothered them. And it really Told bothered you. us. Like, how are you going to just the dudes that gave you a lane? Like, you wouldn't even be on American Bandstand. Yeah. Like, you know, at the time, there were very few lanes for hip-hop, but they were all opened by Run DMC. Yeah. It was either Run DMC or LL Cool J. Your music didn't move. MC Search would just pick it up kids, for fucking right? Run DMC. That's it. That's crazy. So you ain't hitting in New York. So we took it personally. So Jay is the reason I even really got on. So like Jay was beyond. You just think I like like their base, bro? Because he was from Queens. <laughs> if Jay, you shave his shit, you might like do it, dude. A mentor, a father figure, hey, like Jay was. And when you do, you gotta find oh, someone who, who looks like that one guy with the key and put that video and walk like a weasel. I was like, yo, we're gonna, we're gonna who popped the weasel, the weasel. How many gets the gas face? Pop out, go the weasel, the weasel. And Jay said to me, he goes, Oh, I want to play that shit after this podcast. Being the sensible person doesn't like just be like, oh, whatever. Calls Russell and says, hey, I think we might have a problem. Oh, right here, right here, right here. Yeah, stay right here. Los Angeles, I think I just got a death threat. So Lior had a dude who worked with him from Los Angeles named Big D. Um, and Big D was also the day-to-day like security for Run DMC. So Lior calls Big D. And Big D says, well, the person we need to call is Eric B. Eric B will know. Check this out. Check this out. Russell and goes, yeah, it's true. There's a hit. There's a hit. Uh, 160 (laughs) Crips, 30,000 members, $50,000. Fucking MC Hammer doing a So Russell says to Eric B, well, how do we stop this? And Eric says, nah, you should just let it happen. (laughs) Russell, in some way, shape, or form, gets in touch with my conception. And Mike confirmed. Let's see. Mohammed's here. And I just had to do my little freestyle. And towards the end, Ed says to me, he's like, yo, you know, Hammer's here. Let's just, yo, it'd be perfect. The end of Yo MTV Raps, you and Hammer just make peace. The last episode of Yo MTV Raps, right here, right here. And I was like, yo, Hammer's here? And I just went, <laughs> and all my boys pulled their ratchets. Because we were all carrying I, I just wanted to find him. And we couldn't. We couldn't find him. But that's where my head was in 1994. Feel it. Just feel it a little bit what you put me and my, and my, my wife through. 
Just, just feel it for 15 Bro. Seconds. Bro, the last like episode. Pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. You can't turn a corner without something. Yeah. Okay, so the last episode of Yo MTV Raps was in Oakland. So oh, they, were vis- they were in Oakland. They were visiting and shit like that. That was in New York. They were in Oakland because they had everyone. And they came in strapped because, yo, MC Hammer's here. It's like, oh, shit. So everyone thinks like, oh, it was in New York. No, it was in Oakland. The last episode of Yo MTV Raps was in Oakland. Word? Yes. That was crazy. MC Church got balls at dude. They put it, they were gonna put a fifty thousand dollar hit on him, dude. And because that security who like that 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 I think it was that Crip who worked for Run DMC, he was protecting them when he was in, in Beverly Hills. When if you got to a little bit more of that part, but I'll I'll say it. When yeah. he got to the Beverly Hills. There was a whole bunch of people that knew who MC Search was, whatever. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of girls, whatever. You see gangsters with their blue rags going around them or like putting the blue rag about to shoot. That that uh that security who worked for MC Hammer and Noodles, and yeah. he did some kind of like some gang sign, whatever, and they stopped. All of all the the ones who were gonna shoot up MC Search because the MC and Hammer put that head on him, they said, bro. We we're gonna fucking kill you, dog. But if it wasn't for your homie doing that that uh, certain sign to, to call it off, well, bro, you would have been dead, homie. So, yo, that Run DMC security who, who over there in LA in the blue and the blue rag, <laughs> salute you, man, because you just saved MC Search. Because if it wasn't for MC Search, Nas, we, we wouldn't even know, we wouldn't even know who Nas is. MC oh, Search was like managers of fucking Nas. So, just like I said in that last episode, don't think I'm bullshitting, guys. We fact-checked it. We put up the YouTube video. It's on DJ Vlad, so I put it up. If you're watching on um, Spotify, mm-hmm. I know you had guys have fun listening to us and shit. I'm not trying to make this too long because I want to leave it at the cliffhanger. I'm no. sure I want to leave it on the cliffhanger so you want more of this shit. And at the end of the day, I don't know what it is, but when it comes down to Mega Man and King Mexico, there's something going on, bro. Yep. There is something going on, and it's it's some type of weird chemistry, and it's mad fun and shit just talking it, bro. Yeah. And thank you to Mega Man for coming on to the Long Beach Social Experiment. Yeah. Because I know in the last episode, I kept on saying the Long Beach Experiment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry on that. And also, guys, I do know that Philadelphia is a city. But at the time and point, please recall that when we do these episodes, we're either we're intoxicated. So the shit that comes out of our mouth is just rambling and shit. So don't take everything so serious. Please don't take everything serious that we're talking about. Because like I said, prior to us going live, I started drinking. He was smoking and probably drinking at the same time. Yep. So please don't take this as serious as it is, because at the end of the day, all we want to do is fucking take you away from reality into some like fucking funny shit at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And this episode is currently taking time in the year 3022, because we're two traveling motherfuckers. (laughs) Oh, Right. Hey, we'll talk about in the part three about 
the time traveler who invented a time machine, but they found him somewhere in the 1900s in a barrel squished up with a cell phone. With an iPhone? <laughs> or Samsung? No, no, it was a regular phone. You it, know, was like, team, it was a team iPhone or team Samsung? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck, dude. I don't know. It was Zach Morris' phone. <laughs> you think about that iPhone over there where someone posted a picture of uh, Mike Tyson's uh, uh, fight and shit back in the day. Yo, someone had an iPhone. Talking about um, Mike Tyson, please go check out the book with um, Tom Segura. That shit was hilarious as hell. I've played... Damn, bro. Let me let me just give you the right name because I don't want to mess it up. Just because I am bro. telling you the book to go read and stuff. And this book is um somewhat of a of a biography, but at the same time, he's talking about current life stories and shit. But bro, I'm gonna tell you something, dude. I don't know if we have a little time, but I was gonna I like tell to, you. Sorry, uh the book name uh right, so it's by Tom Segura and it's called I Like to Play Alone, please. Damn. <laughs> I like to play alone. What with my with myself and not my wife? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go check that out. I'm gonna check it out. Because when you have a husband and wife, like they make a good podcast. <laughs> Yo, I can't, bro. But um, yeah, so don't worry, guys. You can follow myself on Instagram, which is King Mexico, and also on TikTok, I am King Mexico twenty four on YouTube, I am King Mexico podcast on Facebook, King Mexico as well, and let them know where they can find you, bro. Yeah, you can find me at the Lombie Social Experiment on Instagram. Um, I'm redoing my Facebook, my Twitter, making a TikTok, YouTube, getting everything ready. And I'm telling you, like, the people that I'm bringing on, um, it's going to be celebrities. But at the same time, I want to bring the who's who's that no one really is keeping an eye on and they're going to blow up. For some kind of reason, I have this eye when I'm a podcaster. When I want to interview people, I recruit. I look at them, how they conduct themselves, how they talk in the mic and here their Instagram, the, the chemistry, the energy. I look at that because I notice when it comes to our people, when it comes to Latino and Latina podcasts, you bring the same people on, but at the same time, you want to be different from everyone else because right now it's tribal, it's clicky, it's cloudy. And the thing is, it's okay. But I just want a podcaster to be different and unique from everyone else. Where if you're talking one thing no one's talking about with our people, I want to talk, I want to listen to that because you know it's it's all around. Talk about the cheese may unity, guest, uh prison politics, uh cheese, all that crap. I don't want to listen to that. I'm tired of it. I want to learn something that's gonna make me a better father, a better person, a better podcaster. And a better human being. And that's what I want when I listen to a certain different, unique, one dimension type of uh, podcast that's different from everyone else. Thank you for leaving us on that point, bro. Because there's a lot of shit that I have um, listed that I wanted to do 
on this episode, but we left out because we got caught up on other things. No, we'll save it for part three. <clears throat> we we save it for part three, but this yeah, shit was because... fun as hell, man. And yeah. thank you guys, man. Yeah. And please make sure that when you listen to us, make sure you're sharing this episode with your friends and colleagues and stuff and just let them know because it is going to be a hard podcast to find. And I think the best thing that I can do is probably just share this audio with Mega Man and make it into his own podcast as well. So like this. You know what? You know what? I'm so, thinking about doing that if you want to. If you I'll want share to. I'll, I'll beam it to you, bro. And then yeah. like that, you can upload it to your side yeah. as well. So if you want to, you can send me both episodes and I make those. But what I'll do, I'll edit in the big intros. Like, yo, this is the Homie King Mexico's podcast. Um, I want to show him a little love and everything. There's sometimes in a way like your views and all that, but I want to do whatever I can do so a lot of my followers and listeners can can fuck with you, ride with you, support you, and all that because your podcast is unique. I listen to like 500 different types of podcasts, <laughs> but to me, honestly, I'm not saying this just to blow smoke in your ass. You know how I am. I'm very yeah. like I'll play straight out. You're probably one of those top ten podcasts. Like, bro, there's times where I do listen to it, but the stuff that the I feel like when you bring guests on or sometimes did you ever do a solo? I think I did. You did a solo one time. I just started doing solos because um, Mike and Flo were telling me like, yo, do it, bro. And I enjoy them. Do solos because I feel like you have something there. Just, you're going to find your rhythm, but you're, you're doing good, man. You're, you know, I'm proud of you and you're getting your podcast. And, you know, to be honest, you know, a lot of people don't know where I'm going to say this as the end. You and your podcast, and my podcast, we're on the front lines. We we put the message out. We entertain. We inform. We push out the message. And we just want everyone to just have a good time and laugh and, and hear some bullshit stories. If it's real, it's not. It's facts, legit, whatever. We're just trying to, you know, have you listen to us and go through your day. That's it. If you could bring, if you love our podcast, that's awesome because you make us happy. And we this is what we do. This is a podcast, and uh, I enjoy having you as a friend, and I consider you as one of my close, like, like, like deep circle friends. Where I don't really open up to a lot of people like that, but Kimesco, you are now you're in that circle, homie. Nice, same here, bro. Like you really, you know, the names we said over and over and again, we do feel that you know that team and shit. I feel like. I'm watching Teen Titans, so that's the reason I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a reflect on that Bro, shit. We're like Teen I, this, Titans this, and shit. This we're is not, my fourth, we're not the Justice fourth, League. This is my fourth episode. I did I did yours. Is it? Yeah, I, I did two episodes. I think then... it's the fifth. It might be fifth. Whoa! No, you're right. You're right. It might be fourth. I think it's four because I did two. Then I did you know the one the recent... last one, and then this one is four. You're right. You're right. Yeah. How but many? Yeah. What, what was the most guests? What was the most like the same guest? But how many? Well, I don't know if you had your your, your other homie that's your co-host, but for a guest wise, like As, who 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 most came on? Besides, so the only people in the running for second place, you 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 top it off as first. The second place would have to be Leo from Movies on Weed and my no. homie, yeah, and Rugged Knuckles, yeah. Wait, 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 hold up, hold up. So, 
Leo's you been on my show twice. I have to check it out. Yeah, yo, it's been mad fun, bro. Like, dude. Oh, your show, you. your show with Leo, bro. I wanted more, and I and I DM Leo, and I was like, "Yo, I wanted more." Like, I found it too short. Which, uh, well, it was like an hour and thirty minutes. I found it short, bro. I was like, "Yo, but, I don't but, know." But you I'm know like, what? We, for some kind of reason, we were just talking a whole bunch of topics about Harbor Area, you know, Power Ranger, you about know, the like shit with um, with um, Fight Night. I mean, Fight Club. How it was yeah. Um, yeah, and the and the and director who, yeah, and the director, uh, Ripley Scott's brother, who jumped off our bridge over here, uh, who 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 wrote, I think, directed and wrote the movie, the the original Top Gun. Damn! Look it up right now. Look it up. Ripley Scott's brother commits suicide jumping off a a grid, a, a bridge in San Pedro. What? That's it. Yeah, this it, there's a lot of history. A lot of people don't know. There's history in that Green Tower Bridge, like the the Thomas Bridge. Oh, a lot of suicides, celebrities, but that was the biggest one. What's I the think name? He, uh, Ripley Scott's brother, who directed Top Gun, but he jumped off. Yeah, he died. Uh huh. I know, Gun. right? There's nothing like um. <laughs> I don't want to laugh, but I'm just saying there's so much that. That um, when it comes down to King, I mean King Max. When it comes down to um, Tony Scott jumps to his death from LA. Yes, Bridge. that's the one, Tony Scott. Yeah. All right, guys. So I'm gonna share my screen just to make sure that you guys see it because I don't want you to be like, "Oh, he's bullshitting and shit." Nah, <laughs> this is this is a whole new format that I want to share with everybody, and this is from 2012, right here. Yeah, right there. Vincent Thomas Bridge. What was I saying? Bam, right there. He was 68 years old, which is insane, man. Yeah, because they say, um, I have a lot of friends that, that, that are longshoremen that work around there. And so, they say there's people who do commit suicides and, and they're working and there's a person falling down, bah! and they hear like, what the fuck? And they get splattered with blood. It's like that every day. There could be like that. There's people, this is, dude, when I was working at my grocery store, mm -hmm. uh, I was from Long Beach over there, and we would see a lot of park cars parked on the side, and they were like, what the fuck? Well, not knowing, they parked their car on the side, they would just jump off and commit suicide, and a lot of the corners will come, like, we don't even know what, there used to be, like, one time alone, there was, like, 30 cars of, like, all these uh, abandoned cars. Well, they jump off to their desks or whatever. And the thing is, we don't know because a lot of them, they were John Doe's. They didn't leave no evidence who they were because when they when they committed suicide and hit face down, they would hit face first and it would fuck up their whole face and everything and their teeth and they didn't even know who they were. So they were kind of thinking like, okay, this person had their truck, maybe left their wallets in there so we can identify the John Doe's. That's crazy. That's gonna leave you on that cliffhanger that's Into it the next one guys thank you for listening hasta luego to the next one cheers and whatever it is and yo if you can go Wakanda show support what kind of forever make sure you go watch deal more and shit